All right. Welcome back to the Prepper Nation Talk podcast. Uh, again, my name is Brock, your host, and with me I have Mr. CEO, mm-hmm. Benjamin Clements. Ben, let's talk a little bit about Prepper Nation, the yeah. state of the nation. The state of the nation, yeah. Things are going great, really starting to flow. Um, check us out, PrepperNation.com. Um, you can find our shop tab there. we got a few products up for sale. Um, move on over to across, you know, across the top, we have podcasts. Maybe you found that here. Um, we have our academy section where we have all sorts of, uh, useful and helpful information for, uh, getting prepared to get out into the wilderness and, uh, you know, um, make the most of your time out there and be as, uh, safe as possible. So upcoming events for preparation. Yeah. Uh, big event coming up here, galactic get down festival. That is the first weekend in August. Uh, going to be a real good time where we are vending out there. So we're going to have our, our products out, some other stuff, um, some awesome music to check out. You guys should definitely, it's going to be funky. Come check it out. Yeah. Get out there and, uh, come, yeah. there will be a silent disco. I think, uh, <laughs> Cool. Psychotropic sounds is involved in that a little bit. Right. So yeah, it's gonna be a really good time. So uh, if you're cool. if you're local, come on out. Come check it out. Yeah, today we sat down with Max Altmark. Um, really fun interview. Yeah. Uh, optimistic. Yeah, optimistic. He uh, kind of a uh, music producer, audio engineer, entrepreneur, artist. Uh, kind of has his hands in a lot of stuff. He's a busy guy. Yeah, very busy guy. Really fun conversation. So check it out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was really good getting into just kind of like how he came into, you know, music and kind of grew, grew in that community and like just he really got into how um diverse and vibrant the uh the artistic community here in Minneapolis in the Midwest and uh just his, you know, his own unique path to becoming a part of that and a contributor and uh helping mm-hmm. that community grow. So Yeah, community is definitely the right word from the conversation. It's a it's a lot of people all all network together and link together. So yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hope y'all enjoy. Yeah, check it out. Got some Palo Santo burning and a dose on my tongue. Look out at my hand, see my dollar up on my palm. Do out to the palm tree, wrote a couple of songs. Now everybody looking at me like a fucking my aunt. We got Max here. Max, what's up? What's up, guys? Good to see you. Thank you so much to the Pepper Nation podcast for having me. Yeah, thanks for Shout being here today, man. Bryce's basement. <laughs> yeah. Psychotropic Records. Yeah, buddy. Sweet. Yeah, buddy. So right. tell us a little bit about yourself, Max. So yeah, man. My name is Max. I go under the name Optimistic, make a lot of music. Um, been performing with a group called Lizard Minds for uh, mm-hmm. pretty much like six, seven, eight years now, something like that. Wow. Um, from the very inception, back in school, and till you know, through all the different various transformations we made and everything like that. Uh, also, perform with a group called Coop City. Um, that's something that's kind of brand new. That's a collaboration with uh, my buddy Moon She Sacks, my girl MF Hayes, and our trumpet player uh, slash MC producer, a concept invented by the man. <laughs> Yeah. You got a trumpet. That's cool. Oh, yeah. We got some horns. We got a horn section nice. there. So, yeah. And also, shout out to the Lifted Minds guys. Got Loda, Wolf, and Logos the Critic. All MC producers, all very talented individuals, um, multi instrumentalists, DJs. So, 
you got your hands in a lot of stuff. Just surrounded by a really good group of people yeah. on uh, either end of those things. So, yeah, man, Lift Minds family. We just kind of have been getting our hands in pretty much anything we can as far as music and culture and shit. We just have, like, um, been organizing events and putting together mixtapes and playing shows and just, like, also doing dumbass, like, coming of age shit the fun throughout. stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun right. Stuff, so right yeah man but it's overall we're just trying to basically um you know put a put a pretty positive message out there but also like the truth out there you know what i'm saying so mm. we really try to be you know very intentional with our lyricism and very conscious with the things that we're putting out there and the things that we're saying um and so sometimes that's funny sometimes that's serious or dark but it's always something that you know we try to make come from the heart or come from the soul. So yeah, you know that, yeah, that's yeah. something that's kind of lost in a lot of like modern popular music is just like the lyrics don't really matter to a lot of people. It's just like the same words over and over again with you know a cool beat and like I don't know. I appreciate the music better that has good lyrics and there's a uh, some sort of message to it. Yeah, so that's cool. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean, and I think. I mean, a lot of times music can have no words and still have a message inside of it. So, you know, I don't want to judge anybody for writing lyrics of any sort or say that, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of times it's easy just coming from being, you know, a quote unquote conscious rapper or something like that. Yeah. A lot of times that can turn into a form of elitis- elitism right. over other genres of music yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. where you're saying, oh, because you're not talking about politics or because you're not talking about, you know, suffering or something like that that you can't be, you know, also having a deep message inside of your lyrics, yeah. even if there's something yeah. simple. So creating something I think it goes valuable, both ways. Yeah. I definitely think that there's a lot of stuff that's created just to, you know what I mean, keep the wheels turning for certain industries and stuff. So right. people are making a lot of songs that they might just be making to get a paycheck or, you know. Right, right. So you do get some stuff that obviously has more depth to it than others. But, you know, as a musician, I do try to, like, understand the beauty and all the different types yeah. of you know music and all the different types of lyricism and writing and well there's different know. there's different purposes to any exactly music, you know it's exactly. like it yeah. does you don't you can't constantly immerse yourself in just the the really heady stuff like you mm-hmm. need to sometimes just kind of let loose and just do something stupid you know? sometimes there's headiness <laughs> sure. in the simplicity of, yeah of simple things too mm-hmm. so. yeah for sure for sure so it's cool yeah cool where'd you meet all the people you perform with Man, kind of all over the place. Um, so me and my bro Wolf, we went to high school actually, down in the South Metro at Prior Lake with Mr. Ben, ben over what? here, <laughs> um, for a little while at least. And yeah, uh, yeah we met through school, um, basically just through doing all kinds of silly shenanigans. Yeah. And running around and getting in trouble and realizing, I don't know, just like writing and doing art and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, after once I was about eighteen. We met um, Logos the Critic and Avoda, and they were over at... Actually, I was about 17 back then, yeah. Um, and they were also kind of doing the same thing. It was kind of like a parallel universe, you mm-hmm. know, where they were in a different high school, but also kind of doing shenanigans and yeah. rapping and being <laughs> yeah. art and yeah. being creative and just kind of being, yeah. you know what I mean, people that are more, you know, kind of on the fringes or something like that. Yeah. Of, but, like, you know, I kind of think... They were like free thinkers and like you know yeah, what I mean. We just yeah. kind of resonated on a lot of the same kind of yeah. stuff. So, right. Shout yeah, out man, doing your thing to find your tribe. Exactly, yeah, like. exactly. So it was just kind of like when we met each other, it was like uh, I was with my bro Kodiak, and it was like three in the morning one night, 
um, how we were just like bored in high school, like looking for something to do. It was like Saturday night or something like that. And so we were just like, got a phone call from one of his old buddies down from Shakopee, uh, Tusev, Luke Bonson. So Luke gives us a call and says, hey man, come hang out in my garage. And we just went over there and I was just kind of like rapping to myself, like kind of being antisocial for a second <laughs> and just like sitting, like chilling, just like rapping to myself, like for some reason. Yeah. And this dude that I hadn't really met comes up to me and he's like, wait, yo bro, are you rapping? I'm like, uh, yeah. And like my first impression is like, well, who's this guy? What was he was about to say? Yeah. You know, and he's like, yeah, man, I rap too. And I'm like, oh, no way. And he's like, yeah, dude, I got a microphone and a recorder in my car. Like, you want to freestyle? I'm like, yeah. And like that <laughs> night, it was like the first night. That was Vogos the Critic. And the first night we ever got together and like started making music. And we just basically like freestyled in that garage for a while. And then like ended up like, oh, shit, dude, like we got to go to the car and you know, record a song because I have this little digital recorder. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, this is back, like, it was like a little boss, like, you plug a microphone in, you know what I mean? It's not like a computer or anything like that. It was just, yeah, like, a standalone thing. Yeah. So it was cool. But, um, yeah, we would just basically, like, play some beats off the car stereo and, like, <laughs> rap into the microphone on that thing. <laughs> and we, like, caught, awesome. like, four songs that night. Really? And, like, yeah. We just pulled over on the side of a dirt road out in the middle of the, because it was, like, kind of the country. Yeah, kind of like the end of the suburbs into the country and we'd like drove out into like a cornfield and it was dirt road and we just like pulled over and just like rapped for like four hours and the sun came up and that was like the first night we ever met damn and like the whole time I was like yo man you gotta be my buddy Wolf because we've been making music together Wolf is the who got me into recording and he was the first person to show me Pro Tools through a big brother that he had and he was the first person to like show me how to record and he was making a lot of um, music from a really, really young age so he played, you know, several instruments and he was just very versatile and a good songwriter from a very young age. So he just already kind of had the chops, even at like 14, he could like yeah. make good yeah. songs, you know what yeah. I mean? Just by himself. At like 15, got better, 16, got, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of learned from that a little bit and then we were collaborating. And then I was always a little bit more of like a freestyler and stuff like that. Mm. Whereas, you know, Wolf was, you know, he was more melodic and more. Uh, detail oriented as far as songwriting goes and so yeah. we were kind of you know yin and yang on that level right, right whereas right. with Taylor and Eloda who I had met Logos the Critic and Eloda who I had met <laughs> that night that I'm just telling you about they were really more on the tip of freestyling a lot and they were also doing a lot of writing but yeah. a lot more they were a lot more on kind of a hip hop element Right. And yeah. like we all were on a hip hop element a little bit. We were all on multi genre elements. You know what I mean? Right. right. Mm -hmm. Most of the things that we make, you know, I mean, the things we make fall all over the place. And different projects or different right. genres and stuff like that. Especially if you go back into um, our catalog and like the so early, the early stuff. Thinking, thinking going back, I always yeah. wonder this with musicians, like because there is an evolution, like through their music and like mm -hmm. as they go on their music changes and I always wonder if there's ever a point where like musicians look back at some of their earlier stuff and are just like what was I thinking oh like, yeah <laughs> what was I doing with this stuff oh, like, yeah. do you ever get that or is oh, I mean com completely yeah. totally totally yeah I think that's that's probably universal for any art right, maybe yeah. I don't know yeah Maybe I'm more insecure than other people too. I can't really say, but I definitely look back on some stuff. And right. you know, there are certain days where I mean, there's a lot to be very, very proud of, and yeah. you have to be proud of your hard work, especially when you're young and you were like dr driven to do something that mm -hmm. was unorthodox. And yeah, yeah. So there's something special about that with anybody that does that. But then also there is like you know, when you're starting a craft, you're gonna have a certain skill level, 
right, and right, right. five right. years down the road you're gonna have a different skill yeah. level and looking yeah. back at your previous skill level you're gonna think well that's you know laughable yeah. because yeah <laughs> you know with your anything. skills have improved right. with anything right. yeah and the more that you master a craft too the more you are able to discern the differences and the details between something that's professional and that's amateur. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You're yeah, listening yeah. to these things and you're hearing details that you didn't hear five years ago. Right. And, you know, but on the other hand, sometimes you get things where you're like, wow, I really had something special when I was like a teenager. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I was going yeah. through all that shit that I thought yeah. was hard and I yeah. didn't even really have any grown up responsibilities, but I thought my life was tough because I was, right. you yeah. know, just. Well, a, you're 10. You're 10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a horrible yeah. time. <laughs> So, you know, there's some stuff that comes out of you when you're going through, you know, big periods of growth where mm. you're like, damn, yeah. dude, how do I capture that energy again? Right, yeah. right, right. And it's like, how do I get, whoa, like, what was what was going through my mind when I wrote this song, you yeah. know? Right. And, yeah. yeah, so it goes both ways for sure. But yeah, sure. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because, like, with all of us, like, we, we grow and we change and, like, our perspective and our ideas evolve but for the majority of us, we haven't like created art that's permanent forever with those like ideas, and that now that's just out in the world forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Where like I can just kind of pretend I wasn't super ignorant and angsty yeah. five <laughs> years ago. Yeah. It depends on what you qualify as art, because I mean everybody's creating something yeah. Yeah. every day. Yeah, well, whether it's yeah. you know something that it's a painting or something like that, or it's you know. Everyone's leaving their own type of impact. So, right, for like sure. you were talking about earlier, the guy that was, um, you know, Connor, who came on the yeah. last episode, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And he was, you know, working with the environment uh-huh. and doing things of that nature. So, those things also leave an impact. Right. It's just harder to point yeah. at and say, hey, yeah, this, sure. is, this is, you know, Less what I concrete, did. Maybe. Right. Yeah, but it's like, you know, right. maybe that forest didn't get turned into a Walmart for <laughs> 15 years. You know, yeah. maybe those. Yeah, those families had a place for their kids to grow up, and they had, you know, nature to go learn in. And yeah. you know, you can't say, "Hey, here's my painting, and I sold it for X amount of money or whatever." Right. But you, right. you know, so I think it depends on perspective yeah. a little bit with, with stuff sure. like that. Yeah. I'm sure everybody yeah. leaves something behind that, right. that painting on the world. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's cool. That's Have point. you guys done any any shows recently that were a good time? Yeah, definitely, man. We've had a pretty good summer. Um, so we kind of do, uh, we've done a couple combined sets with my two groups. So that's been a lot of fun to recently experiment with. Um, I threw this show called Goop Fest back in May um, where the Prepper Nation got to <laughs> kind of make like an appearance and, yeah. well, not kind of, definitely make an definitely appearance. Cool. And got a, made a big splash <laughs> with a lot of people, yeah, actually, that got their lighters and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, it was a good time. So that was sweet. Was it was good fun. to see you there, Ben. Um, and yeah, we had like Carnage the Executioner out there, Gypsy Freak Circus, yeah. uh, Will Robinson, Kingdom Peters, and ATR Sage as the Trippy Kids. Um, we had Gabriella Jacobs out there, Pee Wee Dreadlock. Uh, so just a bunch of people that were really dope. That were really dope. Yeah. MF Hayes. Cool. Uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. With the Mines family was out there. Um, also, we went off to do a couple different festivals this year. Uh, most recently, I think, was the Earth Rhythms Music Festival up at Pure Bliss Ranch. Cool. Pure Bliss Ranch is a place that we've been collaborating with for a few years now. And they're just, it's a really great plot of land. It's um, a festival grounds up in northern Minnesota, about four hours up from the cities. Uh, awesome. But um, they just take very good care of their property and... The family is very kind, and they really care about the artists that they work with, and they really yeah. care about, um, 
their events and just making sure that their events are not only like something that is a good time, but also something that has, you know, a bit of a spiritual element, a bit yeah. of an element of connection with nature. And they really just go the extra mile to really make it a psychedelic wonderland, which is pretty cool. So yeah, it is yeah, cool. man, lots of good music out there. Um, yeah, just a ton of really great stuff. Uh, Buku uh, played last year. He was one of the performers, but last year was um, a little bit more like national acts uh, that they were kind of flying in from different places. Yeah. Whereas this year we had some people that came out from out of town, from out of state and out of the Midwest, but a lot of it was Midwestern artists. So yeah. um, that's really it was cool. cool. Yeah, yeah uh, cool. and they actually had like a better draw this year than I think they've had because I think this is the third or I think this is the fourth year that they've done it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I could be wrong about that, but um, do they do third or fourth? One year out there, they actually do a couple. So we're gonna be back there for Sunrise Gathering on uh, August tenth, um, August tenth through eleventh, I believe, um, that weekend. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, where you have uh, my buddy from Roots Within. He contacted me. Roots Within is another really dope group. I think Bryce is actually going out to play with those guys this weekend. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys nice. going to? Oh, yeah. Family gathering in Wisconsin. <laughs> so, yeah, shouts out Ruth Within. Um, we actually went out to Hawaii with me and my girl MF Hayes and my buddy Opium uh, to play. We did kind of like a two-week string of shows starting with a music festival called Flow Fest. Yeah. Um, so that was a really cool connection. I just need to shout those guys out because um, a lot of the places that we were performing at were in Puna on the Big Island um, and... Yeah, that place really got rocked with the volcano, and so a lot of people out there were kind of, you know, just put in a really bad up. position. Yeah, yeah that's so you kind of know when you're out there. I mean, Pele is powerful, right? But um, yeah. So shout out to everybody out in Hawaii on the, on the Big Island. I hope you guys are doing well and have lots of love yeah. out there. It's kind of yeah. an unstoppable yeah. force of nature that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah it really just is. like live on top of it. Right, it really is. <laughs> yeah, yep, it's intense. And my buddy was actually out there. Um, Opium, who was I was performing with in a couple different places, who also just released his album Medicine Woman. I did some mixing on that, so that was cool. Uh, shout out Opium, he's out in Chicago now, but he was walking with his uh, girlfriend and like a tour guide, and they went out to see the lava, which though basically you find people like you know just hanging out near where the lava is falling because the lava is falling basically all the time, and this is even yeah. like back in February when we were out there before the big eruption. Mm-hmm. So they went out there with a tour guide and like came back. They basically got to see the lava, came back. Next day, they checked the news and that same place, just where they were, a tour guide had died because it started raining. Uh, and wow. through the rain, there's basically a chemical reaction from the lava that uh, I think like creates sulfur in the atmosphere or something like that. Ooh, and it'll just kind of kill you. Right. So. Yeah. The exact place where they were walking was where the guy had died just hours later. That's so nice. So, yeah, it's like kind of always, and that was before the eruption and everything. So, that was, right. there's kind of always a little bit of, you know, eminent danger, danger when you're yeah. working with a force of nature like that. But, right. yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yep. So, so it's, it's always flowing? Like, you can just go there anytime and. In certain places, it. yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. I think so. And I think the, it shifts and stuff. But, yeah. I actually didn't go out there myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. But, you gotta like it's usually a pretty big hike because you have a place where there's a big flow and then it trickles down and right. it might only be yeah. like a small patch or something. Yeah. Cool. 
a lot of that molten rock is hard to walk on and stuff. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. yeah, so Roots Within, we'll probably be out there at Sunrise Gathering at Privilege Ranch on August 10th with those guys. Um, yeah. They're, they're What's the ranch cool. called again? Pure Bliss Ranch Pure up in uh, Wabin, Minnesota. Cool. Yeah. All the Bliss. Wabin. Yep. Cool. Amen. So um, July 19th, my uh, Munchie Sax, saxophone player in Goop City, he's putting on a show. Uh, he collaborates with a few people called Jam for Youth which is basically a benefit concert for the Bridge for the Youth Foundation. Um, and that is uh, it's basically a teen shelter. They help at-risk youth. They have you know, a multitude of services for those people. So um, half the proceeds for this show on August 9th, or I'm sorry, July 19th at the Poor House downtown in Minneapolis, uh, half the proceeds are going to the Bridge for the Youth. So that's going to be a really great show. Um, Goop City will be playing there. Uh, ATR Sage will be DJing there. Um, Zaria, a very cool multi-instrumentalist, talented singer, uh, plays the flute, does her own drum programming and all awesome. kinds of different things. She's playing there, so that'll be a really great night. Yeah, uh, We're hitting um, Keller Bar the next night uh, up in St. Cloud. So shout out to all the people at St. Cloud. Um, Chris Pitts helping us out with Keller Bar. Um, yeah, we'll be out there with Johnny TNT, um, my boy Johnny Tatum and DJ Thorough. They're a group that originally met in Duluth, um, I believe, and it's just like some really dope hip hop. Uh, DJ Thorough is an amazing scratch, uh, scratch DJ turntablist, so he's got a lot of skills. Um, my boy Johnny Tatum, also a friend from back in the day, from back in high school, yeah. Uh, he is just a really dope lyricist. He's got good rhythm. He's actually a drummer for another band called Splimit, so shout out to those guys. Uh, so yeah, just a really talented musician. And we'll be also with the Hijacks there, so that'll be um, July 20th, uh, Keller Bar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It sounds like there's a lot of intermingling of the, the artists. Like, they're all working on something. They all have their hands in a bunch of different mm-hmm. things, and it's just like a big network of people sure. all working together to do cool stuff. Sure. So that's pretty cool. I think that's what you hope for. You yeah, know? yeah. Ultimately, you want as much collaboration as possible, and I think that right. you really get further in a community with more mm-hmm. people working together. So yeah. I think in the back of people's minds, we all know that, but it just becomes sometimes difficult for yeah. whether it's just time constraints or you know right. egos or right. politics or money. or you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that stand in the way of people building real, real bridges. So yeah. I think that people should try strive to do that whenever they can. And yeah, sure. the more that we do it, I think the more that we will flourish, um, yeah. especially in a city like Minneapolis and St. Paul where you have such a high concentration of creative people. And, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, putting yourself out there and kind mm-hmm. of, like, f- getting involved in the community. Like, you can... There's so much access to so many different, like, types of people and, like, resources you can really, like, you know hook up with your passion and kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, grow that way. And it seems like a lot of people would rather do it together. Mm -hmm. Like you'd rather bring people along with you as you're creating. and definitely. So that's cool. Power in numbers. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I feel like that's a pretty strong concept in our culture of like, you know, it's like my day ones, man. You got to support the people that were there for you in the beginning. You know, I feel like we all kind of have that moral obligation. So, right. Yeah, but at the same time, people need to, uh, you know, grow on their own. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you can have friends that 
you don't see all the time, but you still love that person. Right, right, And, right. you know, part of being a real, you know, trying to work towards a mission in the world is also just being able to say, okay, here's what I'm dedicating my time towards, and, you know, I got to put up certain boundaries on other things. And so, right. I mean, ultimately, every person has to do that because, you know, Everyone has their own there's, there's some limitations, and, you know, there's, there's, you're not an infinite being physically as much as you'd like to be. So right. there's always going to be, you know, limits on what you can do. But if you're always just striving towards working with other people and collaborating and, you know, being a, the type of artist that, you know, being the type of friend, being the type of person that really other people want to gravitate towards because right, right, you right. are offer, able to offer them value and goodness. and. Right. Kindness and compassion, and so right. that's the way that you know, a little bit at a time will make the world a better place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds kind of corny, but no, sure. no, 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 it's good though. So, all right, so you play play in a couple bands. Mm-hmm. Um, you also produce music for other artists, right? Uh huh. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And you're also, I mean, you're businessman. Like you're setting all these things up. You're getting, you know, setting up shows. You're communicating. You're doing all that. So with your hands in that many pots, like, do you really find time to like sit down and write? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. Totally. I mean, so everything fluctuates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are definitely periods in my life where, um, I spent long, long periods writing. Um, and I think that, especially as you get more responsibilities, it's harder to find those times. But, yeah, I mean, I'll have times where I'm working on different things. You know what I mean? So there might be a certain stretch of time where I'm really focused on production and, you know, being in the studio, creating beats, and it's hard for me to switch off that setting, you know what I mean? Because when I get into a certain behavior pattern and I'm like, okay, I have some free time, bam, let's go in the studio, let's make a beat, bam, let's go make a beat, bam, you know what I mean? You just get in that mode where that's what you're rolling on. And eventually for me, I'll kind of fizzle out on that energy at a certain point and say, okay, you know, you kind of you feel it because it comes in waves and you feel mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm kind of on a wall of my creativity when I'm approaching this, but now I kind of have some lyrics in my head. Right. And so then you'll go on a stretch of time where now you're writing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. very cool. I think you got to really try hard as any type of creative individual to find a time to balance between the art and the business, I guess, business, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. because it's really hard. You can't live off the art if you don't do the business. Right, right, right. And right. if you're always doing the business, then the art stops being anything. You know, right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of have huh. to put separation between those two things, yeah. I think, a little bit, and to have times where, you know, I'm not going to set, you know, a structure to this next mm-hmm. three hours. I'm going to sit here and see what happens when I just start playing yeah. beats and I start messing around on the keyboard. And yeah. I'm not going to go into the mode where I have to finish the, you know what I mean? Because right. sometimes there's deadlines and sometimes there's yeah. projects that yeah. need to be done and there's clients, you know, as a, a if you're working with clients, um, which I do a lot of, like mixing and all kinds of different things, recording. So, you know, you have to meet those deadlines because they matter to other people and that's, yeah. you know, your preset goals. But then there's yeah. other times where it's like, okay, this is a time for me to create. Right. You know, if I get some inspiration here, let's just follow that trail for a little bit. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah, maybe I have some emails to answer. Yeah, maybe, you know, this or that. I need to wash some dishes, but, like, hold on one second. <laughs> if I can have this little bit of creativity and this little bit of inspiration, yeah. put everything else on hold, it. turn the phone off, you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. and write that song and see what happens and see where it leads. Right. And, yeah. you know, I think that, especially if you're detail-oriented or if you're, like, more type A where you are stri- a striver kind of person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where a lot of artists are... They're, all, they're n- not a lot of artists... 
I don't know how to say this, but like some artists aren't strivers in a natural sense. You know what I mean? They're not trying to like create an empire or something like that, which that's a completely different set of ambitions and skill sets where a lot of the Mm -hmm. greatest artists I know are just like, they're just chilling, making art. They're always in that moment where they're just flowing, you know? Yeah. And I, I envy that all the time. Right. I have a mix of that and yeah. sometimes a business Some mindset. Some entrepreneur in you. Yeah. And I mean, that part's fun for me too. And yeah. like, it's fun for me to like understand how people like react to things and yeah. the pursuit of, you know, that meaning in the world is like yeah. something that's cool to me. So like, yeah, I don't right. mind it, but I also like, you know, to be in that flow state all the time, I think is enviable yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So I would say that I have things that I do daily that mm-hmm. I love to do but they're like physically and mentally draining. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that you do every day that are kind of relaxing. And what are the things that are physically and mentally draining for you? Um, you mean like work? So, what? well, or even just like I, I have a puppy right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like working with the puppy and trying to train the puppy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like draining because it's, yeah. I don't know, it's something that's it's difficult and uh-huh. it's, it's a lot. But um, I was going to ask what what of those things, because you have your hands in all those things, which are the things that you just kind of, when you get into them, it's relaxing and you can kind of mm-hmm. sit back and kind of recoup a little bit while mm-hmm. you're doing it. Definitely the creative part for me. Yeah. You know, anytime I get to be just like writing or just making a beat or something without any preconceived notions of what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are definitely times where, you know, it seems like the well of energy is a lot yeah. deeper. Yeah. Right. And so like, like career-wise, that's kind of what I'm striving for at this point is just mm-hmm. like to be in a space where yeah, I can have more and more time. of that time as opposed to yeah. having to always meet deadlines for clients. And right. I like that part too because I like working with people yeah, and people like, need to have their stuff done. And so, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. way around having that kind of structure imposed. Yeah. So it's good and it's healthy. And so you have to have that. But the more you can kind of just be the master of your own you know, domain right. and just, you know... Yeah. Yeah, that's something we've you and I have talked about in the past like just for as much as possible letting artists be artists and make art mm-hmm. and then like having like a separate entity like help them deal with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Touch the mic. Um <laughs> but if like like in an ideal situation like like if you're like a painter or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like you could just sit in your house or wherever you like to paint and like produce a painting and then just like give it to us and we mm-hmm. would like handle like you know the marketing distribution fulfillment like everything yeah. and just like take all of that off of their plate so yeah. that they as an artist can just make art cuz oh, i yeah. think i think most it's artists it's an invaluable service for sure uh, necessarily most but a lot of artists like don't have the same like entrepreneurial bug that you have and so they like aren't able to get their stuff out there and yeah. like kind of make those connections and even though they're making good art, even though they're making yeah. incredible art, well, but they're maybe artist, more introverted or yeah. you know just like right. it's just not your skill yeah. set. Right, right, yeah. right. And honestly, I fall more under the category of it's not my skill set, but so I think that it. it's something that I don't think that you have to do it. Like I don't know what's putting a gun to your head to make you do it. You know what I mean, but <laughs> if you want certain. Yeah, yeah. If you have certain aspirations, there's just certain things that come with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I want to be in a space where I can really create the things that I want to create, A, I need to get those skill sets and, mm. you know, go out into the world and, you know, sharpen your craft until you get good enough to be deserving of that. So that just takes time and that takes work and that takes, you know, breaking yourself down and coming back up. Again. You know what I mean? So there's just that part of it and that's like etched into the fabric of you know the journey 
And then on the other hand, there's just, you know, if you care about other, you know, if you want to have a family or if you want to, you know, have material comforts beyond just, you know, the very, like, like if you want to have any kind of material survival, you have to be making some kind of money, obviously. Yeah, right. And at the end of the day, if you're not making money the way that you decide that you want to do it based on the things that you decide you want to pursue, then you're going to fall into doing it some other way. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be preferable. It's probably going to be something that you're doing because you found a job that pays you mm-hmm. right. to do some menial thing. Yeah. Right. Which is cool for a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I honestly envy those people that do that sometimes too. But for me, it's just like I kind of have to be doing the things that I want to be doing. Otherwise, I'm not going to feel any kind of like yeah, yeah, happiness. comfort or happiness yeah. in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just like an inner pursuit. Yeah. And you know, when I'm striving towards those things, I can feel peace. And yeah, you know, yeah. when I'm not striving towards those things, I get anxiety because it's like. Yeah. Oh, I'm wasting my life. You know. Yeah. Right. 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 Absolutely. And you balance that out with your family, and you balance that out with your friendships and with like other interests, and you know, you calm yourself down. You put yourself. You know, you don't want to always try to like be on a soapbox or anything like that. Yeah. So you level down a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's like every man needs something that they are like working for. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, woman, whoever, person, yeah, person, person. exactly. And so, yeah, it's, I, just, I just think that if you don't decide that for yourself, then it's going to be decided for you by your environment, which yeah. honestly can be pretty good sometimes because sometimes people just need to react and deal with the problems that are present. Yeah. Yeah. And so part of that is what you're doing anyway, no matter what. Yeah. But the other part is just like, you know, what would you rather be doing? Yeah. Right. So. You only get one. Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. As far as we know. As far, you know. Yeah. As, as, well, even if you get a million, as bro- we, yeah. why not? Yeah. Why not, right? If you get a million, then even better. Like, let's fuck around for let's a couple of them. Just, <laughs> go for it, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, it definitely, uh, it feels better. Like, I, like uh, I don't know, in your fucking soul when mm-hmm. you're, like, doing your thing and yeah. just, like, yeah, yeah, chasing your passion. Because I think that, yeah, like you said, a lot of people kind of just fall into the trap of just, like, working a job to make the money to sustain the life but mm-hmm. then you know best case scenario you spend half of your waking hours doing something you don't like doing mm-hmm. for the best years of your life and you i don't know? want to shit on anybody that has no, a job no i'm not, I'm not and, yeah, yeah no. so i'm not saying that either but because I mean, it, that's there are definitely that's very important too and you need to take care Makes of your the family world go and yeah <laughs> like I think that you should always be looking for things that interest you more and like you know right. be engaged in your career in yeah, a way yeah. that you can shape it into mm-hmm. a way that will like come towards like who you really are. Yeah. I think that's always possible, but everybody's right. in a different situation and everybody, you know, I've worked every single fucking shitty job there is. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that any there's anything wrong with that either. No. But mm-hmm. I just came to a place where I'm like, okay, well if I want if I see a path, if I'm blessed with the opportunity to pursue something, then right. you know, I might as well do it. And yeah. So thankfully I've, you know, been on that path and have gotten to continue pursuing those opportunities yeah and so that's kind of the way i see yeah it. yeah yeah it definitely helps that you like have this like talent and energy and like obviously i'm not saying you know i hate the idea of like raw talent you know mm-hmm. like you've definitely worked really hard to mm-hmm. get to where you are well any craft is cultivated yeah you know mm-hmm. what i mean so uh, but obviously everybody if you're doing what you love then you're gonna have raw talent at it because 
that raw talent is really just you being interested in it, so you're doing it a bunch. Yeah. When you're doing it a bunch, that you're gonna develop, <laughs> you know, what people perceive as raw talent. Yeah. Just because you put the hours in and you put the right. interest in and you've yeah, right. read the magazines and you've listened to the <laughs> podcast, and, you know what I mean? Because you're invested in it because yeah. it's something that you're driven, like you're you gravitating like towards. Yeah. 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 So that could be anything, you know what I mean? For right. me, it happened to be music, yeah. but it's also some other things, you know. And everybody has a different, you know. If it's welding for you, then fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Wrong with that you know. Right. If it's my buddy has a company where he sells socks. <laughs> fucking dope, dude. They're yeah. the sweetest awesome. socks. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why not? So yeah, everybody needs socks. Exactly, exactly. And these <laughs> are cool. Really these are really cool yeah. socks. Yeah. So, um, and he does a number of other things too. He's actually yeah. a musician as well. But you know what I mean? Beyond that, I'm just saying. Yeah. If you are interested in something, it's going to turn into what people perceive as raw talent. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Raw talent is just like a bunch of work on the front end, and then mm -hmm. like you know, and some natural inclinations. Sure, like LeBron James sure. had a little bit of <laughs> right. leg yeah, up on some sure. of the competition, <laughs> but that's just no, you know, self awareness yeah. and just knowing your own strengths and weaknesses and yeah. understanding. I wanted to be LeBron James when I was a little kid. I wanted to be like a professional basketball player when I was like five. Yeah, mm. and like I played so much basketball just on my driveway. And <laughs> we had a little hoop, and yeah, man, I would shred. <laughs> and I never was LeBron James. <laughs> so like, even if I had that love for basketball, like I might not have been able to pursue that. But like, yeah. I could have been pretty good, you know what I mean? If yeah. I like really wanted to put in the yeah. hours, maybe I could have been Steve Nash or something. <laughs> I wasn't ever going to be LeBron James. Yeah. But who yeah. knows, man? Maybe. I always think of that dude Spud Webb, who was like five, six, yeah. and he won like the, the dunk, dunk competition yeah. and. Like who? Who would have thought? You know, right? I mean? so, you can barely know, get up there, but yeah. dude, I'm—he's shorter than me. And yeah. I, I look at a fucking basketball hoop, and I've been playing basketball my whole life, and I look at a basketball hoop, and I can't even fathom being able to reach that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even make any sense yeah. to me. Like I no, jump, and there's like six feet still. Yeah. Like, yeah. It goes You're negative. Probably scrape the net. It gets further away. And goes, yeah. Yeah. No, I can't even touch the net. It's horrible. Yeah. So when the ball gets stuck between the rim and the backboard, oh, you're it's just it's done. Yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> We're going home. <laughs> nah, you get another basketball. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. You get football and you start throwing shit. Yeah. Or you shake it if it's, you know, shakeable. Yeah. That's usually the move. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for coming in, Max. Yeah, really man. I really appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, yeah. we definitely do this as much as we can. Yeah, we'd love Absolutely. to have you back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff we could dig deeper into. You know, yeah. this is a great kind of overview introduction to yeah, the totally, man. life of Optimistic. But, uh -huh. um, yeah, I'd love so to. So when's, when's the next show again? So yeah, probably the next uh, show is going to be January, or pff, January, July 19th. We got the Poor House. We got the Jam for the Youth, thrown by Moonshi Saxophone. Yeah. Um, that's going to be awesome. We're raising money for charity, so that's going to be great. Um, Come on, check that out. We got, where's that one at? Poor that's at Poor House in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, that's yeah. July 19th. We got July 20th um, over at the Killer Bar in St. Cloud. We're going to be uh, actually traveling to Kansas City. Uh, to play with the homie Heath the Heathen and Negro Sco, um, some dope ass MCs from out there, uh, Pest Control. Um, so we're playing the Riot Room with those guys on August fifth. That'll also be with Christopher Michael Jensen. He's gonna be traveling out with us, so that'll be great. Some of the Goop City Gang will be out there. Some Lifted Minds Gang will be out there. CMJ will be out there. Negro Sco and Heath the Heathen. Um, so shout out to those guys. We actually met them at another festival called Unified Fields of Consciousness earlier in the year. 
um, thrown by our homies Monkey Bunny. So mm. Monkey Bunny, they sell all <laughs> kinds of like cool clothes and they throw yeah. festivals and cool. those guys are sweet. Can Shout they out find Jazzy. you guys on social media and stuff? Yeah, man, definitely. So um, we're gonna basically be on all the platforms. Um, Lifted Minds is at Lifted Minds. <laughs> Goop City is at Goop City Music. I'm Lifted Max. L i f t e d m a x on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can also go to my SoundCloud, which is well. Actually, fuck all that. Just go to liftedminds dot com. That'll yeah. be your main place. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We'll L-I-F-T-E-D throw some links underneath this. M i n d z. So it's a z at the end. dot com. So yeah, man. Um, so, we got some stuff on on sale in the merch yeah. store and some songs in the song site and all that good. Check it out. <laughs> so yeah. that that has like tour dates and stuff on there too, or uh, so some of these tour dates haven't actually been posted yet. This is kind of a sneak preview <laughs> right now. Um, we have a lot of stuff on Facebook right now, but Breaking yeah. News. So we're actually just solidifying some details with um, another show out on the seventeenth in August. We got Sunrise Gathering again on August tenth uh, and eleventh. Then we're going to be out in Las Vegas um nice. on august 17th so some details are being released we got snap murphy out there helping us out with some shows he came up here to play uh honey actually with cmj who threw the june flows residency and he had lifted minds on so that was sweet uh snap murphy was another mc from actually he's from las vegas and he's been making some numbers on the internet and stuff like that so we're gonna go out and play with him he's a dope dope ass mc um with uh some of the lifted minds gang with cmj again and some of the Goop City gang. So MF Hayes, cool. Moochie Sacks will be out there. Uh, as well as, um, yeah, pretty much all of the Minds boys. So busy it'll be fun, summer. man. It'll be yeah, pretty busy. But, busy. you know, uh, yeah, busy. you can also um, come record your album with me over at Cloverleaf Audio, where I work uh, with my man, Matt Oso, Matt Grosso, who runs a studio over there. Um, yeah, we are at www.cloverleaf.audio, located over in the Como neighborhood of St. Paul, kind of by Roseville by the zoo so yeah man if you want to cool. uh, record an album record music, or get, check out yeah, some get some get some stuff mixed down yeah. or buy a beat i got yeah, a beat yeah, store as beat well store, right, right. yeah so that's uh optimistic.beatstars.com shout out to the beat stars <laughs> abe dj pain one um man the, the what those guys are doing if you're not up on uh the revolution that's going on in hip-hop production and the basically platform that's been created through online beat sales um, and really the avenues it's opened up for music, for producers to make revenue, for collaborations to happen, for contracts to actually be signed by people that don't normally have access to lawyers. Um, it's just a really great setup that they have over there. Really nice looking websites. Um, so yeah, if you're a producer, check out BeatStars. Uh, and yeah, my name's Max, rap under the name Optimistic. Um, you can call me whatever. Uh, <laughs> of the Lifted Minds crew. Of Goop City Music, of Cloverleaf Audio, <laughs> shout out Psychotropic, shout out Purple yeah. Nation. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, again, a big thanks to Psychotropic Sounds for hosting us. Hell yeah, doing thank an you awesome so job. much. Yeah, making it sound pretty. I know yeah. it's a challenge, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with Brock's voice. But. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we'll catch you next time, right? Cool, yeah. yeah See yeah, you guys like, soon. Thanks yep. for coming in, buddy. Thank you. Love burns like cigarettes when past the flesh are put to lips Discomfort is innocence, but happiness is just a mess My blood burns like Icarus, wings pressed against this paradise I battle with my demons and I pay the price And any damn fool gets you under that moon I'm the type of dude that is on to you
your hand, pull out your chair I'm the type to learn from all of my mistakes and share But I'm the type to make those mistakes in the first place So if you care, then you bear with me It's like perfect perforation, yeah, we tear quickly Up to your interpretation, hope you're there, we'll see Know that this annihilation, though apparently I I can't take it.